Hi, and welcome to Becoming Less, an Edmontonian journey to less waste, less impact, less consumption, and less clutter. Becoming Less is brought to you by Waste-Free Edmonton, and together we're dedicated to waste reduction efforts, big and small. I'm Biz. And I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about goals. It's New Year's, so we're going to kind of focus on goals because that's what everybody's doing. But we're going to we're going to take a little bit of a twist on that. Because of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are trying to reduce your waste in some way and that needs habit changes. Yeah, if you're not, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Why are to you be even honest. here? <laughs> um, but anyways, thank you to our listeners. Uh, another note is that we do have a sponsor, Change Toothpaste has generously Um, started to sponsor us. So we're very excited about that working relationship that we have moving forward with them. And they're going to help us make the podcast even better. So thank you very much. Emily and I are volunteers and podcasting is not free. Yeah, who knew, right? (laughs) (laughs) Who knew podcasting wasn't free? It costs Um, money. Okay, yeah. So Biz, let's talk about goal setting. Okay. So people on New Year's tend to come up with this big grandiose idea and unfortunately, like, I'm going to lose 25 pounds or yes. I'm going to like get my dream job, which is a great goal. <laughs> but the problem is that people tend to set their goals too high all at once and then they're doomed to fail. Right. They're these like unattainable, completely out of the blue. And then you just set yourself up for disappointment. So I highly recommend the book Tiny Habits because it goes through the psychology of why goals like that just don't work and how the smaller you can make that change for yourself, the more likely it is to stick because we're all lazy. That's just the way people are. (laughs) Well, and isn't there that whole idea that like it takes, you know, 21 days or something to form a habit? You know, these habit forming things are really difficult to ingrain in our in our brains. Anyways, that's not a I fact that I know, know from anywhere. Yeah, but. I don't know what the actual stats are on that. I think it would depend on how Probably often you, not you great. <laughs> I, I think it would just depend like a bit on of a fable. how often you do that habit, right? Like, is it a daily habit? Is it a weekly habit? I mean, mm. it's not going to take twenty one days to change a weekly habit, right? True. Okay. Right. So, like, I don't um, I don't get groceries every day. But if I want the habit of bringing my reusable groceries with me, that's going to take time to do. Your reusable groceries? Don't you mean your reusable grocery bags? (laughs) If I (laughs) need to remember. (laughs) (laughs) No, I meant my reusable groceries. I'm just calling biz out like crazy. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how you would reuse groceries. Like, do I? I I don't even want to go there. Yeah. No, this is not the episode we talk about poop. Okay, so, <laughs> no, that's that's coming. Um, so, so Biz, what what are some example like? What are some examples that you can give our listeners of something that like a small goal, okay. or maybe something that you've done that relates? To, oh my goodness, this is so much easier with exercise. <laughs> Because, I mean, the book really refers to things like that with, like, money and exercise because it's, like, the big habits that people do. But I don't think mm-hmm. they really talk about changing your eco habits very much. Okay. As, um, as an example, mm-hmm. if you want to lose 25 pounds, as you had mentioned earlier, okay. I don't want to well, lose 25 pounds, but yes. <laughs> you, there would be nothing left. <laughs> anyway, it, but that was the goal you had mentioned earlier. So if that is mm-hmm. your goal, you know that 
the trick to doing that is to exercise more and eat better, whether it's less or better food. Mm -hmm. So trying to do all of that all at once, if you were to say, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week and I'm going to eat nothing but lettuce forever. Yeah, I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. and go to the gym in the morning. Like, if you don't consistently do that already, like, that's a pretty unrealistic goal, right? Right. So what you Mm want to do is pick one thing and dumb it down to the smallest possible level. Mm-hmm. So if it's if if you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week. Well, that is huge. That's a huge change in your habit. So you could knock it down to once per week. But even then, you can knock it down even further than that. You can say, I'm going to go and get a gym membership. That mm-hmm. is your goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, not right now because you can't go to the gym right now. But <laughs> <laughs> like it kind of goes back to I don't know if you have you ever heard of smart goals? Like it's kind of a business term. Yes. Um, Let's talk about smart in a minute. Okay. So <laughs> uh, but that is even a pretty big step. Okay. So how about your goal is to do one push up a week? That seems pretty attainable. That does mm-hmm. not seem overwhelming. Right. Mm hmm. I'll even say one knee push-up, not even like real push-up on your toes. You'll get there. But right now, all you want to do is your goal for this week is to do one Mm push-up. And the thing is that when your goal is small enough that it's so easy to do that you just do it, when you're on the floor doing that push-up, you're probably going to do more than one. Oh, yeah. That's like psychology working for you because you're like, I'm going to do more because I already I'm met my already goal. I'm already here. So I feel good. <laughs> I met my goal. I had that like positive reinforcement. And now, you know, you can kind of continue on, right? Is that, that's the idea? Yeah. And so you, there's no guilt if you do three push-ups and then you decide to stop because your goal is one. You've already overdone your goal. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Good for you. And then once you can consistently do your one push-up a week, then you can bump it up to something more. Yeah. Something ever so slightly more than what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. So that is, that is kind of the idea with tiny habits is just just pick the tiniest, itty-bittiest step that you can make towards like your, itty, your big itty, end bitty, goal. Itty-bitty, tiny. Yeah. So. Itty-bitty, tiny iota of a step. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, like just relating it kind of back to to low waste or or becoming less um you know if if something that you want to focus on would be like driving less let's just use that as an example um cuz we drive lots in alberta mm-hmm. so if you were like you know what once a week when i go to i don't know the grocery store or the pharmacy or like somewhere that where you go consistently instead of driving your car maybe you'll ride your bike or walk Starting off really small and just saying like, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, even once a month or like starting super small. We could even knock that down by saying instead of just, instead of telling yourself you're going to bike to the place, Mm -hmm. why not condense your trips into one so you make more than one stop, right? So instead of taking a trip to the grocery store and taking a trip to the pharmacy and taking a trip to go pick up your dry cleaning or whatever Mm -hmm. it is you do every week. Condensing things. If you do them all at once and do them in a route that's very efficient, it'll save Mm -hmm. you time and gas. And Mm -hmm. so that it's creating you less work and it's not that big of a change because you're still going there in your car as you're used to doing. 
Okay, so then is the idea then behind these tiny habits that eventually they'll build up into like a bigger change? Yes. So now maybe doing that has has given you time somewhere else in your week to go for a five-minute bike ride. Oh yeah, you can just go for a bike ride for fun. It doesn't have Oh yeah. It doesn't have to be <laughs> it doesn't have to be to get somewhere to do something. Right. So to be honest, sometimes I forget about that. <laughs> somebody who doesn't bike everywhere like you and I do in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if you're still biking in the winter, but I kind of lost Well, I work from home now, so <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't go helps. much of anywhere. <laughs> But yeah, can't find set of tires in 20 inches. So I'm kind of stuck not being mm. able to use my bike in the winter, unfortunately. Oh, but, no. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, cool. Yeah, so you kind can, of you building can... up these super tiny things into bigger, larger habits that will exactly. ultimately shift your, you know, gain that big goal that you want, but doing it in bite-sized pieces that are manageable. And for somebody who doesn't bike everywhere, like I was saying, five minutes might be a lot. So, I mean, depending on how overwhelming even that seems to you, maybe your tiny habit at first is take the bike out of the garage. Right. Just go to the garage, grab the bike, take it to the driveway, put it back in the garage. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, like, and then like that small. And it might seem silly and it probably will seem silly. And that's the thing is you're doing this silly thing and you're like, well, you know what? I might as well just get on the bike for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And then eventually that becomes normal and then you'll go further and further. And then eventually you'll be like, "Okay, well, let's take it to the grocery store and go get a bag of groceries. So this is actually (laughs) super relevant because this is how I kind of felt when I started biking to work because I... I started biking to work downtown and I, to be honest, I was really nervous about biking downtown just with traffic and like I grew up in the country. So, you know, biking in town amongst traffic was really, really foreign to me. And now I'm like, oh my goodness, I totally did this without even knowing. Giving myself like a little pat on the back, but that's totally what I did. I was like- Gold star. Yeah, like I like slowly kind of started biking around my neighborhood a little bit more and like figuring out how to use- the bike lanes and then I like you know went on YouTube and refreshed on the biking signals so that I knew what to do yeah you don't have to be like okay so my goal is to bike to work and then Mm -hmm. immediately start biking to work the next day meaning you have to go get a bike you have to go get a helmet you have (laughs) to go and get all like the safety stuff you have to go and get something so you can carry all the stuff that you need to go to work with right like just little things just start small smart yeah start super super small Break it up. It's like project management, you know, like break it up and into bite-sized chunks that's manageable and organize it in a way that makes sense so that you can like make your long-term goal. Because yeah, even even with me biking to work, I didn't actually, but like I, when I, the first time I biked to work, I did it on a Saturday so that I could figure out the route because I wasn't working that day. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to take a leisurely bike ride. And then that built up my confidence and, you know, the ability that I could do it. And then it was much more manageable than just, yeah, all of a sudden, like waking up and biking to work one morning and being late and being stressed and all that kind of stuff. Because you don't know how long it takes to do it, right? <laughs> oh, totally. It's like right? you have it's to you have to get to the point where you understand how long it takes to bike anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, cool. just like start super small. Another thing that Excellent. I would Good recommend idea. for like changing any habits. Let's take the grocery bag example. Uh, mm-hmm. You want to make things simple. So when you take your groceries out of the bag, what do you do with the bag? Like out of the reusable bag or the plastic bag? It doesn't matter at this point. 
What do you do with it? Uh, I put them away. Exactly. Then, okay. Yeah. So now if you make away your car, then you're not going to forget them next time because they're already in the car. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? So I have a bag in my purse, a bag in my backpack, a bunch of bags in the car, and I think I just leave one by the door for in case just I'm in going case. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And so I pretty much can't forget a bag because it's mm-hmm. always around me. Yeah. So you're not going to just leave the bag on the floor in your kitchen, most likely, is not the case. No. So I'll- when you put it away, away should be the most easy spot for you to grab when you do need it. Yeah. I will say that this is another habit that I'm trying to build up is that I do have like a cloth bag wrapped up in my purse to use as a grocery bag and I constantly forget that I have it. So I think even just um, like I need to be more mindful of even just like one of my maybe goals or like something to move forward to would just be to like remember that it's in my bag by like taking it in and out of my bag when I like there you go. Your micro go somewhere, goal, right? Yeah. Your tiny habit for the week is to take the bag out of your purse, look at it, and, and put it back, <laughs> and put it back in. Yeah, because I can do that. Yeah, yeah. That is mm-hmm. your that's your tiny habit for the week. Oh, there you go. Okay. Good. Okay. Good job. Not that I leave the house <laughs> anymore these days, thanks to COVID, but <laughs> maybe one day <laughs> I still have to go to work. But yeah. No, that's awesome. Okay, so now should we talk about SMART goals? All right, SMART goals. So um, I know what SMART goals are. What are SMART goals? So SMART goals are small, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. So, um, did you notice that it said small in there? Yes. Small. (laughs) Just like they're tiny. Just like (laughs) tiny habits. Okay, go on. Yeah, and so as someone who... I guess I've done quite a bit of goal setting, I would say, in my in my background. I used to work for an organization that was really focused on goal setting in like a very holistic way. So we did this consistently, like I think every three months, you kind of, you know, like re-looked at your goals and it didn't necessarily have to be you know, work goals, but it could be aligned with work goals and personal goals and things like that. And it was just constantly developing these, you know, kind of several different types of goals and things to look forward to, which I thought was really awesome, like in your career or in your personal life or any of these things, because it really lets you like break down specific things. And then you're right when you when you accomplish something, even though it seems really small, um, you can recognize that it's kind of like a building block to something bigger. Yeah, these SMART goals. I love SMART goals because I love checking things off my to-do list or like crossing things off. And by, you know, accomplishing these tiny, tiny little things that all build up into a bigger thing. Yeah. And yeah, I do that with my good. to-do list too. My to-do lists are always always have subtasks. And so every time I, I'm like, oh, I have to sew a quilt. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, piece one block, piece two blocks, piece three blocks, piece four blocks. Yeah. Piece the yeah, blocks totally. together. Put the binding on. Quilt the quilt. Right? Like there's so many different little mini steps and those all get put in as subtasks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or even like I think about, you know, something like composting. Like to start composting can be a really big hurdle for a lot of people. And I totally can appreciate why. When I started composting, I started very small. So um, I think I've been composting and and I have a vermicompost. Do you? Where do you I do, put it? yes, in my apartment. <laughs> Where is it? Um, so it's actually in my closet. I started 
three, three or four years ago, quite a long time ago. So many questions for you. (laughs) Yeah. And so I, I started that I've, I've, ever since I've lived in Edmonton, which has been for the last four solid years, um, I've always tried to have a compost. And so in an apartment, this is a vermicompost. And so I got my first compost actually off Kijiji just from like, this family that was moving that literally were like, we have this Rubbermaid tub full of worms and (laughs) we're moving and we like can't take it with us. So like, or we don't want to take it with us, like literally abroad, um, which makes sense. I I didn't even think about putting it in the furnace room. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. So mine is just actually, um, so I have since moved but I have always kind of kept it just in the closet. Um, and I've also since upgraded to a different system. So um, I started with literally a Rubbermaid tub with like holes punched in the top and some mesh like maybe glued on. I don't know. Obviously, like children made this vermicompost that I had used for a really long time. <laughs> and so I use this. And when I first got it, my vermicompost did not keep up with my compost at all. Like I just created way too many food scraps. And so, yeah, it was kind of like this, oh, I don't know, kind of like I got this Rubbermaid tub. I would literally like maybe check on it like once a month. Like I, it was super low maintenance for me. And I was kind of like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't have a clue. <laughs> um, okay. And then so you started with a small, your small habit was just getting something. Yeah, just like literally getting something. And I knew, I guess maybe I didn't know uh, right away, but I had a feeling that probably whatever system I had, all of my kitchen scraps wouldn't be managed, right? But just taking that little step and yeah, just getting something and like I wasn't going to go and spend a whole bunch of money on something because I I don't jump in with both feet to anything really. Oh, and I'm the opposite. I'm like, do all the things. (laughs) So yeah, I think I like, you know, invested $15 or something into this like Rubbermaid vermicompost system that this family had made and and used it for a little while. And then um, yeah, over... Over time, I got a little bit more comfortable. I did a little bit more reading. To be honest, I I like kind of just maintained it. Like I didn't really like have my vermicomposting system thriving, I guess. But, you know, it was good and it was fine. And I still had to probably put, I would say, like three quarters of my kitchen scraps in the garbage. Oh, no. Which seems like a lot or, you know, put it somewhere else. But it wasn't my my own vermicomposting system, just wasn't handling it, which was fine. Um, and then when I took my MCR course, I got... Oh, yeah. I bet you learned <laughs> so much in that. Yeah. So learned a ton about vermicomposting and composting in general. That was a, a really great building block for me and kind of like, you know, I was got excited about vermicomposting again. And so I actually got more worms because at this point, my vermicompost had kind of like it had progressed a little bit, but still probably once every like three times I filled my scrap pail, like I would be like, Ugh, worms aren't eating this fast enough. <laughs> okay, we should probably talk about goals. <laughs> yeah, so uh, but I guess my like my big hairy audacious goal, I'll call it, would just be to like compost everything, right? Like I I wanted to get to that point um, of composting like all of my kitchen scraps. Like it was a bit of a long process, but yeah, got educated, I guess, kind of in my MCR training and then got more worms and ended up upgrading my system and like putting a little bit more investment into it. And now 
after years, I can proudly say that my worms do keep up with my with my kitchen scraps. Huzzah! Yeah. So, anyways, but okay. I guess that's a so, very long winded way of, of <laughs> so of you start with a tiny these, habit like, of just size things. Yeah, just getting something and starting mm-hmm. with something, and then it eventually kind of organically evolved into something more mm-hmm. sophisticated. Yeah. And I guess I kind of always had this like big goal of that I wanted to compost in an apartment and I knew that I wanted to do that, but I didn't put pressure on myself, I guess, right at the beginning to 100% compost all of my kitchen scraps day one. Like that wasn't, it wasn't productive. It wouldn't have got me anywhere. You would have got frustrated and quit. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have been like grossed out by my trial and error because like (laughs) with vermicomposting, there's lots of trial and error. And yeah, so now I have like this super great system that's in my closet that keeps up with my kitchen scraps and yeah, like woohoo. Okay. (laughs) It feels good. That's small. That is small. What is the M in smart? Oh, time measurable. So you're right. My composting goal didn't really have a time measurable goal. Oh, no, it's measurable. Time is the T. Isn't isn't time the T? Yeah, time so is the T. So the M is measurable. Oh, yeah, but it's time um, time bound, sorry, is the T. Yeah. But I didn't have any time limit on my composting. So you're right. It wasn't a smart goal. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, because we were mostly just focusing on the small. Yeah. But now we're yeah, talking we about measurable. tiny, tiny little bite-sized things. What does measurable mean? Measurable, like it's it's a metric. You can say that yes, it's done or no, it's not, right? Like right. for example, with the push-ups, like if you have a number there or right. like that's a measurable thing. Right. So going along with the exercise, being healthy is not measurable. Getting more fit is not measurable. Mm-hmm. Measurable being I want to be able to do 10 push-ups is, is right. your end goal, but your micro goal, your tiny habit would be do one push-up. One, that that measurable number one. But mm-hmm. be strong, like what does that mean to you? Does it mm-hmm. mean that you can do 10 push-ups without stopping? Yeah, there's room for interpretation, right? Like that can be mean so many different things that you want to be sp- specific. Yeah, so you want something concrete that you can say, yes, I have accomplished this. Mm-hmm. Check. Because be strong, well, anyone could argue that you are compared to somebody. So if you mm-hmm. if you want to be a good runner, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that you can do five kilometers in 45 minutes? Does that mean that you can do one kilometer in 10 minutes? Does that mean you can do one kilometer in four minutes, right? What does that mm-hmm. mean? Yeah, because I mean, at the end, like it, it would be hard, let's say, to like be healthier. It's hard to look back and be like, well, was I, did I accomplish that? Like, did that, like, am I? Like it, you know, sometimes you can, but sometimes it's hard to see that bigger picture when you're looking back, Yeah. right? So you need Mm -hmm. to make that some sort of number in there. Mm -hmm. Something that is concrete, yes or no. Did you accomplish it? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then A is attainable? Yes. So maybe being able to do 10 pushups when you can't do one is probably an attainable goal. But then you also have to think of the T, which is the time. Time bound. Time bound. (laughs) So like putting a time limit on it. Yeah. Right. Putting a time limit on it. But saying I'm going to be able to do 10 pushups by the end of the month, probably not attainable within that time. Right. If you can't do a single pushup, right? Like, is that what you mean? Like make it. Right. So what I'm saying is if you can't do one pushup, being able to do 10 within one month is not attainable Mm -hmm. within that time. Right. Which, if it's a smart goal, requires a time. 
I really encourage people to make their goal about the process rather than the end result. Ooh, yeah, I like that. So, for example, with the exercise, I'm huge into exercising. Biz loves exercise. I do <laughs> love exercise. And I'm very sad that I can't go to the gym right now. But if your goal is to get more fit, don't say, I want to be able to do 10 push-ups if I can't do any. It's, I'm going to do as many push-ups to failure on my knees as possible once a week or something like that. The process, right? Mm -hmm. This is so relevant to like zero waste or low waste or like living green or, you know, like I'll bring it back. (laughs) It's so overwhelming to think about, especially for me when I started living or like trying to be lower waste. Like it was so, I guess, overwhelming to me to think about like, okay, being zero waste, how do I be zero waste? How do I not produce any more garbage? Like, oh my goodness. And then, you know, like the eco anxiety that comes with that. Right. Right. So, and so instead of being yeah, like, my process. goal is to create one jar worth of garbage for the year, because that's insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not like don't try it. I mean, go, go get them if that's your goal. But, but start um, with really tiny goals along the way intense, so that you can right? step it up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is an intense goal. So you can goal. build up towards your big goal. Yeah. And although it is technically doable, it's not easy and you are going to hate yourself for throwing the yeah. process or you, yeah. you might not, but you probably will. Most people would. It would be really stressful or it'd be really easy to give up. Enjoy the process. If you can't enjoy the process, if you can't enjoy those little wins along the way, then you're going to end up with like the asymptote phenomenon where you never actually reach your goal, but you're so close and you're never satisfied because you're never quite there. Yeah. Well, and that's, I, I think that that's, one of the hardest things with being green or becoming less, right, is that like it's so overwhelming to think about how to do that, that people give up. It's easy to discard that. It's the process. And, you know, there's the saying that being environmentally friendly isn't about one person doing it perfectly. It's about a whole bunch of people doing it imperfectly. Yes. So I think that you really got to think about that as well. Like just doing your best and doing what you can and not putting too much pressure on yourself when you're not perfect. Okay. So what's the R? Realistic. Why? Attainable and realistic. (laughs) So yeah, going back to the garbage jar. I mean, we can go to that. Is it realistic? Not for most people. Not if you have a family of eight, you know, like. Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. And so something that you can actually achieve, you know, in a small amount of time that is realistic for your lifestyle as well. Like for me, for example, me, you know, not using a car is like not really realistic for my life in Alberta. Yeah, it's just really difficult. Like I can progress up to that and I can like take small bite chunks up to that, but not having a vehicle for me is really difficult. If I was the only one who had any say in the matter, I would not have a car and I would use car sharing for the few times Mm. that I do need a car. Oh, right. But you would still use a car. Sometimes it is. At some point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to move too much stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? Like it would be really difficult for me to bring my $4,000 sewing machine on my bicycle to go get it serviced. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah, it would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this this 50-pound sewing machine that is worth a lot of money, I am not going to risk having it fall off my bike. <laughs> but I would use the car share for that one that that those few times that I did feel like it was necessary. Mm-hmm. 
And, and yeah, like making it, I think shaping your goals to your lifestyle as well, right? Because if all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to use a car ever again. Like that might be a realistic for someone in New York <laughs> or like someone who lived in like the center of the city or something like that, but it might not actually be a realistic goal. So keeping them realistic and then also like keeping them small and attainable that you can actually, that you know you'll succeed at. Okay. So can you explain to me the difference between attainable and realistic? Okay, well, I just looked up attainable. <laughs> attainable versus uh, realistic. There, that's a Google search. So attainable and not impossible to achieve and realistic is within reach. So yeah, okay. within reach, yeah. within reach, realistic and relevant to your life purpose. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Was there any other like sort of tips for trying to form a habit that you can think of? Any other strategies? Yeah, we kind of already talked about time bound, but like keeping a time associated, like I kind of mentioned, I guess, going back to when I did goal setting in the work environment that I used to work in, we would do it consistently. So you'd like set goals every like at the beginning of each year and then every like three or four months you'd kind of come back to those so I think also like by revisiting like you can't like there's no sense in just setting goals and then being like okay great and then not like reflecting on those I think the reflection part is also really really valuable and if you get into the habit of creating goals you start to just do it mindlessly yeah yeah definitely and like I'm a goal setter I'm like this is my goal this is when I want to do it this is how I'm going to do it and you don't even think about it. Like at first I would recommend doing like, especially if you're trying to do the smart approach mm -hmm. is to literally write it down. Yeah. Cause there is something in our brain that like is triggered by us actually writing things down, right? Like it, it makes it more concrete and solid when we're not just thinking about it, when we're actually physically putting it like a pen to paper or if you want to be waste free, like doing it virtually. <laughs> but there is value in that, like actually physically like kind of announcing to the outer world outside of your brain that this is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then I would I would definitely challenge you to reflect on those like after a certain amount of time and not be too hard on yourself if you don't make them, but maybe revisit your goals and reflect and then, you know, kind of start the process again. Okay, so are there any habit changes that you are currently in the process of? <laughs> not really that I can think of off the top of my head. Personally, I'm not someone who does like New Year's goals. No, I want to say actually, I think that if you have to wait for a day, you're not ready yet. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. If you're like, I will start next week, you're not ready. The I will start at the next opportunity because I am ready now. If That it means you're ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, one of my goals, I guess, has been just to incorporate, I've been trying to do yoga every day. <laughs> and that's kind of one of my personal goals, just for being mindful and like moving my body and flexibility and stuff because I sit at a desk a lot. Yeah, especially working from home, that was kind of one of my more, my bigger focuses. When you're not biking somewhere all the time. Yeah. Yeah. When my commute is from my bedroom to my living room, kind of got to do something. So that has been a goal of mine that I've kind of been cons more consistently doing. But I, I guess I break it down a little bit. So even if I just do like literally like three minutes of yoga, then I'm like, okay, like I did it. Great. That counts. That's but fine. Probably that more counts. often than not do more than three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It de definitely depends on the day. But yeah, sometimes like I'll do yoga for an hour. 
like today Mm -hmm. or, you know, like yesterday, I did it for 15 minutes or whatever. So I, I have a goal that's achievable and then I'm not hard on myself when I don't accomplish it to the fullest potential or whatever, I guess you could say. Because your goal is actually really tiny. Yeah. Three minutes. Mm -hmm. Three minutes of yoga. That's like Mm. two rounds of sun salutation. Done. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Boom. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes my yoga, like literally, uh, this is kind of funny. I'll just like Google like bedtime yoga and it'll be like yoga in your bed. (laughs) Like perfect. Check. (laughs) Doing yoga. Done. In my bed. Check. Awesome. I'm the best. So um, yeah, what about you, Biz? What are some things that you're working on? You're like quite a goal person. You love goals. Well, yeah. And and I acknowledge that, like I was saying, the journey is the whole point. And that's what you need to focus on is the journey. And things Mm -hmm. constantly change. I mean, this year has definitely been a year where people have adapted to new ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. And that creates the need for new habits. And so for me, when I found that I could not get studded tires for my bike and that that was it. Like, I don't have space for a fat bike in my 850 square feet with no yard. There's just nowhere I could put it. So Mm -hmm. it's not an option for me at this time to get a winter-friendly bike. I need my folding Mm -hmm. bike because it fits nicely in the corner. Mm -hmm. But I can't stud those tires. So now I have to drive to work. So my habit change that I am attempting to do right now is to kind of supplement uh, my husband, who is home all the time because he's not working, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. He's been kind of housebound pretty much all year, unfortunately, for him. Well, I think he loves it. I would be (laughs) crazy. (laughs) I'd be going nuts. I think he's having a good time. But he normally does the grocery shopping because I normally Mm -hmm. rode my bike. Right. Oh, but now you can't because you guys share a car. We share a car. There's there's mm. really no need for two cars. I would never get a second car. Mm-hmm. So my habit is trying to incorporate groceries into my commute home so that I'm not neither of us are going out of our way to add more gas to get the right. groceries. You're trying to you're trying to streamline and be more efficient in those right. processes. Mm-hmm. And so the habit is trying to remember to kind of check and see what we need before I leave for work because I need to know so that I can grab it on my way home. Mm-hmm. Cool, so cool. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of that's like really prevalent in my habit changes. In your life at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, well, I think that that's good. And yeah, I definitely think that it's good to set little goals like that and then work towards them. So how would you, I guess, kind of put that in a smart sense? So it's, yeah, Well, it's, small it's just taking a different route home. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty small. Mm-hmm. I'm not having to make another trip. I'm already getting in the car to go home. I just take a slightly different route, and then Mm -hmm. I can stop at the grocery store. So I think that's pretty small. Mm -hmm. Measurable, go to the grocery store. Yeah, because you're going to do that. step foot in the grocery store, check. (laughs) Did I do it on my way home or did I not do it on my way home? Is this attainable and and reasonable? Reasonable, realistic, relative, whatever. Or realistic. All those things. There's lots of different R's. (laughs) So many R's. Um, Okay. Yeah. And then time bound. And time bound, well, it's when we need groceries. So it's Mm -hmm. as needed. Yeah, but consistently. But like this is on a week-to-week basis, right? Mm, I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. every Monday. It's just, oh, we're out of tomatoes. What else do yeah. you need? Mm-hmm. All right. So should we move on to our wine, cheese, and dessert? Yes, we should. Biz. All right. What's your wine? Okay. So you're going to find this really funny because of um, how much time we spent talking about this already. But uh, my wine is that my regular compost system was to 
give my mm-hmm. food scrap waste to my coworker, mm-hmm. and then she put it into her compost in her garden. Mm-hmm. Right. But she is not currently working. Mm. So suddenly I am overwhelmed with all my scraps. Yeah. <laughs> and I have like a bunch of ice cream buckets full of scraps that are probably way past where they should be put into the compost. Are they just sealed? You're like, I'll just deal with this later. Yeah, well, just, <laughs> I've been I, there. I mean, I'm like, after, I don't ap- want to open this. <laughs> after the second or third one, I was like, okay, I need to come up with another solution because... <laughs> yeah, you're like, putting this, this is, in the corner this with is a not, lid is not... <laughs> this is not going not to last the way very to deal long. with compost. Yeah. <laughs> My cheese is, mm-hmm. what do you call a worm with no teeth? A worm? A gummy worm. Oh. Okay, that's pretty good. I was like, isn't it just a regular worm? Do worms have teeth? Is no, I don't think they do. Well, no. maybe some do. You I know don't what? know. You know what? I know this, actually. I know that. I know the, the answer. They don't have teeth, but you need to give them, like, grit. Anyways. Because eggshells. they don't have teeth and that's how they break down stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually just recently did a, because I also keep my eggshells separately and then blend them up for my worms because my worms got it so good. And so I recently gave them grit. And so hopefully that will also increase their uh, food breaking down speed. My dessert is that yes. I got worms today. Oh, you got worms today? I got worms today. <laughs> From who? Where did you get these worms? From Adrian at Floral Footprints. Oh, that's exciting. So now yeah. you're going to have your own vermicompost. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you, you already so, have too much compost for your worms. <laughs> I, I told you, um, I have all the questions for you right now. Oh um, my goodness, that's so, so funny. They're in a bin. you worms. They're in a tisk, bin tisk. outside of, oh yeah, well I might steal some more because I probably don't have enough. Yeah, you're going to need lots. But mm-hmm. I for your put them in a buckets bin. and buckets of. <laughs> of I'm gonna scraps. put the bin in the furnace room because mm-hmm. I was like, "What the heck am I gonna do with these things?" And I was like, "If they smell, they're going outside." <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, well we have so much to talk about, but um, if if your vermicompost smells, then you're doing something wrong. So right, that's what I said. It's like the only reason mm. that it should smell is if there's no drainage or there's too much food for the amount of worms. Mm-hmm. Those are like the only things that would make it smell. But even then, if it's dry enough, you'll be fine. So Anyways. I did blend up one of those ice cream buckets and put it in there with the worms. Oh, and you blended it too. I blended it. Spoiled worms. <laughs> yeah. I I can't do the blend thing, but good for you. You can't? Because it smells? Why can't uh, it you? Just, uh, it just grosses me out. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just not my thing. I'll just put my food scraps in like... And mix them around just the way that they are. But blending my food scraps is just, it's beyond, it's beyond me. It was definitely a terrible color. Yeah, it's each to their own. It's just not my thing. It was an it's awesome color. But I figured I, I wanted to break down I've the eggshells. i horror stories, so yeah. Oh, and see, oh, I keep my eggshells did, separate. My blender did not explode. Oh, yes. I just yes. want to say that. Mm-hmm. I put a little bit at a time with a little bit of water and it was just fine. Oh, that's good. Yes. I also have a ninja been... blender, so they're pretty kick-ass. Yeah, I've heard blending nightmares with frozen avocado pits. Anyways, okay, so. <laughs> no avocado pits involved. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Okay. That's good. What's your wine cheese insert? 
Okay, so, well, my wine is definitely just to do with New Year's resolutions. I totally went through a phase of my life where I was like, yeah, I'm going to set this big New Year's resolution. Like, I remember a few years ago, one of my New Year's resolutions was like, I'm going to do yoga every day for like the whole year. <laughs> that was That's like, so crazy. That was that. And like, I, that I, is not I, like, realistic. Consist- no, like I do yoga like consistently, but like not that consistently. And so I set this huge goal and literally like I didn't even do it on January 1st. Like I, I didn't <laughs> like, <laughs> like not even the first day I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this on like December 28th. And then yeah, New Year's rolled around and I was like, nope. Nope, I was hungover on January. I was gonna say, 1st, is it because you were just a potato. <laughs> Yeah, so like, so like, tell yourself about setting yourself up for disappointment. Like, yeah, anyways, so I don't remember how long ago I gave up on New Year's resolutions because I just, yeah, I kind of came to the conclusion that if you need to wait for a day, you're, you're setting yourself up. Yeah, to fail. I feel like, I feel like it's taken me a while. Like, it's taken me a while to figure that out. So, even though this is a New Year's podcast episode, you don't have to. I mean, you could be listening from Futureland, and whatever day you hear this, you're like, you know what? You're right. I am ready now, and I'm going to go do that thing right now. Yeah, break it down into small pieces. <laughs> don't, don't say the end of the mm. month, I'm going to start doing this. Just, just, just start. Start doing it. Yeah. But start yeah, doing so- something very tiny very 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 tiny and make it a smart goal and there you go you haven't read the book have you i have not read the book you no. should read the book I'll put i think it you on kind of understand list. just do it now though <laughs> yeah so I, I i guess my my cheese is is that i don't know if anybody's seen any like obviously there's lots of jokes about new year's resolutions but my cheese is and this is my joke. Uh, most people don't keep to their New Year's resolutions because they go in one year and out the other. <laughs> Which is totally true. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And my dessert, honestly, is just that... Well, I, I feel like, to be honest, I'm very excited for 2020 to be over. Um, so that's my dessert, is that 2020 is going to be ending and 2021... I know that we have a lot of hope for it. I'm going to focus on the positive, but I'm excited that 2020 is coming to an end. Let's just say that. All right. That's my dessert. I I have to say I kind of enjoyed the struggle. But All right. Well, that makes one of us, Biz. <laughs> I know. You're I know right. there, that I'm, there were I'm some fairly alone in this. But I there, just, were some, I there were some good things that came out of COVID. Just, it's all about the journey, folks. <laughs> it's all about the journey. And I know that's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> of course. Thank you all so much for listening. You can reach us by email and we do encourage you to email us because we love listener email at becominglesspod at gmail.com. And I highly encourage you guys to follow us on Instagram. We are the most active on there at becominglesspod. And you can find us at becominglesspod.podbean.com for all the ways to connect and listen. If you guys would like to donate to Waste Free Efforts in Edmonton, you can find all of that information on the Waste Free Edmonton website. Thank you guys all so much again for listening. Every day we can be a little less than we were yesterday. Two, three, three, four, four five, 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 <laughs> six. <laughs> We're good? Are we good?